Welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. Hello, hello. Welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to a space where you can feel authentic and it's okay to be vulnerable. Welcome to a space where you're not going to be judged. Hopefully you will be inspired and be motivated and know that it doesn't matter what you do, just show up for yourself as a as your authentic self and this is my third time actually recording this um episode and it's so interesting because i've tried everything and i'm like lord i'm i'm going to share this you have placed it on my heart and people need to hear it so as i as we sit down together we're gonna talk about naomi and ruth and yesterday I received a magazine from the mail and it's called Adventist World, one of those Adventists. So I must have the Adventist. So on time to time we do receive magazines. And the story at the back of it, if you have one at home and it's the latest edition, go to the back of it. And there's a story by Charles Evans. He's a enrolled an officer, sorry, at Northern Caribbean University. And he talks about the story of these three beautiful young ladies, Naomi, Ruth, and Opa. And his topic was God was God is in the unknown. But I want to rephrase and say, change. Why don't we like changes? Why do it so hard for us as Christians to accept changes? Is it because... We don't have enough faith? Is it because we don't trust God enough? Is it because it's just scary, right? Um, so this story, as I will go down where in the days of just rule Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home. He left from Judah left his home and went to live in a country of Moab, taking his wife and his two sons with him. So this young man named Emalaka left his homeland in Judah and went to a country in Moab, taking his wife and his two children. And And while they were there in the land of Judah, they reached and they settled there. So just like as I'm saying, the topic is immigrate. And as a foreigner, when you come into a new country, there's various reasons why we sometimes leave. And there's various reasons why we sometimes just um, 
we sometimes just leave from wherever we're from, right? And it's because, could be because of, for our children, success, for a better life, for me, for sure, it was a better life. And I wanted more. From ever since I know myself, excuse me, I wanted more. Like, I just wanted more. And I was like, you know, if I come, if I go, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do or what the plan was. But I had faith in God knowing that I'm going to move to another far country. But the story continue. And after they were settled, and after you get settled into a country, then Emekala, Emekala, whatever his name is, let's just use Naomi's husband for now so that we don't butcher this husband's name. And Naomi was left, so this Naomi husband died, and Naomi was left with his two sons. I, I don't have kids, and I cannot imagine what it's like to just, after you move to a new country, and your husband died, and then you have to take up everything on your own. Remember, this place is new. Like, I remember when I moved here, Culture shock hit me so hard. Imagine if I had kids, you know, and it was so, it was so frightening and it was so scary because I'm like, oh my God, like all I think what a foreign life would be, this is not what it is. And I was like, oh, and I could remember one time my mom was like, why don't you just come back home? I'm like, no. I never said anything and I'm like nope. So imagine this poor lady. She and then she had to figure things on her own after she finally got settled. Then after her kids got old enough or after a while her kids I'm just assuming the kids were young, but the Bible did not say that, but the kids then married to the woman in that area. Right? And then the, one of the kids married to name Oprah and one named Ruth. But he, 10 years, the Bible gave us a, after 10 years later, in the best full of their getting married and they're settling, again, the same tragedy happened to these two lovely ladies. <sighs> again, a change came in that Naomi thought it was over because your kids now are flourishing and everything. And I think I always hear parents say, it's always, I always hear older parents say, it's so good to see my kids flourishing and they're, there's a good saying in Jamaica, you're past the worst. Meaning that you have reached a point now in your life, you're okay, you know? And I'm sure Moab wife, Naomi, sorry, Naomi was like, oh, my kids are already past the worst. My kids are already in a space where they are okay now. I don't have to worry about them, right? Um, but then a strategy happened. And boom, a new change come. And I'm, oh my God, that was scary, right? Left them now without, they don't have any husband. So what do you expect these women to do? Ah, oh, right? Then Naomi heard in Moab, that the Lord has blessed the people in Judah where she, where they were from and given them good crop again. So Naomi and her daughter-in-law got ready to leave Moab. 
to return to her homeland. So they returned to their homeland and then they decided that, okay, we're going to go with our two daughter-in-law. So with her two daughter-in-law, she set from a place where she had been living and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughter-in-law, go back to your mother's home and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husband and to me. That means these these daughter-in-law were very good to her, right? May the Lord bless you, security of other marriage. Then kiss them goodbye. And they all broke down and wept. Just, 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 just let's stop right there. They all start crying. <sighs> Words cannot explain how much these young ladies were going through. Just think about it. You as a mother-in-law went through the same change. And then your kids had to go through. Because eventually they feel like your kids had to go through the same pain, the same agony. No, they said. We want to go with you and your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go with me? Can I still give you birth to another son? And could they grow up in your in to be your husband? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I'm too old to marry again. And even if were possible, I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them? And then the story just continues. She's just lamenting, and she's like, "What you gonna do, man? Go back." go back you know sometimes when we're going through our deepest sorrow we we start we start we start putting this where we we don't remember God in this and we just start putting fear and like you know and everything where our mind is just all over the place we're just so stressed we just cannot um contain the pain that we're going through and we just follow the wind and sometimes we we, we just go in with the flow like I, I can only imagine Naomi probably felt guilty and the guilt and the shame that come over her she was like I I remember when I move here and some days I would be so ashamed of what I'm going through because in your head your parents are you're telling them every day, oh yeah, I'm good, but but some days I'm hungry. Some days I, you know, there's lots of things that I went through. And then sometimes you're so ashamed to admit the pain, right? But then she said, again together, Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth cling tightly to Naomi look Naomi said to her your daughter-in-law has gone back to his people and her God you should do the same and I just want to stop right there even though they wanted to stay and 
even though they wanted to stay and they they both wanted to stay but one of the things is that a lot of times we got to be careful of what we go back to we got to be careful of why we're we're doing what we're doing root replied don't ask me to leave or turn back wherever you go i'll go i don't think root knew what she was saying she to me it's like she was more empathetic about being supportive and being there to her mother-in-law because she's you know she's also lonely you so the best of the both of us but i think god was in the middle of nothing god was in the middle of this and she was like wherever you go i'll go i want to serve your god i'm going to follow you and it's the story went on and i just want to stop right here because Opa went back to her people and I could remember a couple weeks ago when I got fired and I use the word fired because it felt harsh and it felt and it was a couple weeks into my probation to be ended and I was sitting at my desk and they walk into my office and they said to me Today is your last day. That stung very hard. I said, "What?" I was so shocked. And then I said, "What do you mean today is my last day?" Because I was shocked. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then they said, "Yeah, we're moving in a different direction." I said, "Which direction?" I said, "I thought I was part of that direction." Listen, I was the type, I'm the same type of child who question everything and ask a lot of questions. And they're like, "No." And then the, the, the guy just kept saying it. And I was like, "Well, it doesn't seem like I can tell myself what to this." And I packed my stuff up, and I could remember when I was packing up because I was still working and everything. And the guy said to me, "Do you need a box?" So I said, "No." I almost like, "What?" I almost You know the pride in you and the shame in you wanted you to say more but the Holy Spirit told me not to. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you have to listen. And I remember the pain and the shame and and I was walking out and and the 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 guiltness came over me and I was like, you know, I'll be fine, you know. I can find another job whatever and I was behaving tough. And I didn't want to support my body and be like You're hurting right now. You need to clean yourself. And in my head I was like, "Oh my god. How am I going to tell my husband this? How am I going to let people see me again? I'm not working. It's embarrassing. Why can't I keep it?" Like everything was just going through my head. And it so happened I went out and I called a friend who's also my mentor. and i was just talking to her and she said i hope you're not judging yourself i hope you're not um put into pressure on my of course i am of course i'm judging myself right now and then she was just talking to me normal and trying to you know sympathize and empathize with me and then tears just start falling from anywhere i was tough tough and And then I was like, you know what? I have to go. And she said, "Are you running?" I said, "Yeah. I am." And she said, "It's okay." 
it's okay. And for me, right there, I felt the love. So I can't imagine what Naomi and Ruth, this is what Ruth was saying. This What my mentor did for me was what Ruth was, it's okay. I will come with you. I'm not leaving you. I'm here with you. I'm going to cling on to you. We're going to ride this wind together. We're going to be ride and die together because I got your back. You got mine. I am not leaving you. We're together for so long, 10 years and more. Of course, man, I got to stick with you. I got your back. And sometimes some people just want to know that you have their back in a difficult situation because change on people is so hard. And sometimes people neglect people in in their situation and just assume, oh, they will figure it out. No. So I am so happy. And if we, I, I could go so much more into this story, but the point I was making is that Ruth did not let her situation separate us, separate her from her mother-in-law. Even though we're not bashing the other sister-in-law, but she went back and she was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna go back to what I know. But sometimes change is good. And what the writer was saying in this book is where they were saying, sometimes we think what we know is what's good. And it's not necessarily what's good is what it's what always important or, or all those things. No, it's always we have to get out of our comfort zone. And it's when we get out of our comfort zone is when things start happening. And he he used a quote here, and I'm gonna use it later. But you ever see the the different climate? For anyone who has never been in Canada, there's there's all season we experience. So now we're experiencing summer and everything outside looks sunny and this is where they say most people have less stress and if someone moving move this time they're less depressed and all that but then the fall comes and the every t- outside look beautiful because the, they're preparing for some change right then the trees start getting the leaves start falling and everything start falling and then winter the cold the damp everybody has to be inside everybody's hibernating and nobody want to be outside because it's too cold you have to put on some jacket and everything and you just don't want to be outside and then it's just dark before you just come it was 10 o'clock now it's actually what time almost nine and it's bright out in the winter by now it's dark like midnight depression start coming because a new change has happened and then boom spring comes again and then everything start looking flourishes people start farming there's flowers coming up people went and go buy flowers and then again the cycle of life oh we're happy again this is the same thing as us as christians change is never always easy and i think what ruth and naomi what ruth was trying to comfort her mother-in-law it was that i'm gonna come with you i'm gonna be there with you i'm gonna i'm not gonna leave you and sometimes when people move we we and i do that i'm not gonna be here like Sometimes when people move into new, we, 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 we assume that they're okay. New marriage. Yeah, we need help too. 
new friendship new new kids new moms new members in church they're changing to become a christian reach out and call them be more empath be be more helpful encourage them more call them sometime text them check in hey are you good just check in with you i know it's crazy and busy and sometimes we really don't have the time but it's also important that we understand that changes for people is very difficult and once we once we understand that and this is a perfect example of three young ladies who the mother-in-law was introduced to the change first then this one thing also just came to me and the whole bit drop it on me god always prepare you before he put you in something naomi was prepared already because she went through her own um distress and the, her trauma of losing her husband so she was capable enough to go through that with her daughter-in-law but guess what god sent a comfort for her and god gave her a buddy sometimes it's lonely moving to a, a foreign land and you don't know anybody and you have to figure everything on your own it's lonely but it's also a good experience for you to learn new culture learn meet new people sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone and go and this is an example of we got to have each other's back so once again thank you for listening to immigrate let's understand that being immigrated doesn't mean that you should you should be left in the dark even though you're moved and you have you have gone to a higher scale doesn't mean that you don't need help doesn't mean that you don't want someone to be there for you so thank you for listening thank you for chilling out with me in these couple of minutes that we just sit and chat i hope this was inspiring to you because girl child or guys or anyone my friend this is the third time recording this so i had to find any means and way to let everyone know stay blessed stay loved remember to have faith